Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas y Caballeros. Welcome back to another episode of Leave the Ring Radio. I'm your host, Dave Duenas. Uh What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, let me get my camera up, uh, set up here. Hamed, ¿qué pasó? How you doing, bro? hope everything's doing good. Yes. Call in, man. 347 215 3 It's been a minute since I've uh, said that number. And talk to listeners here on, on Leaving the Ring. So if you want to call in, you certainly can. Uh, just give me a minute before you do so that I can get out what I want to say here. Uh, open up the phone lines uh, pretty quick here in about, uh, let's say, I don't know, 10 minutes. You know, I'm going to be on the air for about an hour. That's how long I should be uh, here on the air. Okay, so... Couple of news. I don't know if you already saw it. Uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua are financially they have agreed on uh, getting in the ring next year, 2021. It's not a one fight deal; it's a two fight deal. And uh, Tyson Fury said that he, before he can even move forward, he's got to beat Deontay Wilder first. I'll get into a little bit of that. Um, but first, we're obviously we got to talk about the obvious. Boxing is back. ESPN hosted a top-ranked card, and uh, like you and like everybody else that's a huge boxing fan, I rushed to get home. I wanted to, you know, uh, immediately beat. I didn't want to miss the the, the first uh, fight to open up the card for the ESPN top-ranked uh, card, which was headlining uh, Shakur Stevenson. With the, these guys are really, really hyped up on him, and we'll get into that. Um, look, <clears throat> am I happy boxing back? Absolutely. Been waiting for it to come back. It's been, what, close to three months since we haven't seen a fight card, um, unless it's like it was on Telemundo or, or something like that, you know, uh, uh, whatever that case is, right? But, uh, but. To the stage of what we've been waiting for is for either top rank or the zone to bring it back to the to the forefront of what we purchased. If you have an ESPN Plus uh, app or the zone app, whatever the case is, you know, because we signed on to see uh, some of the biggest stars or potentially the biggest stars to get on stage and fight for our good money, right? Now, before I go any further. Let me tell you this. If you guys have been listening to me for quite some time, for over 10 years, you'll know that I'm a guy that's not going to hold back, and I'm going to tell you the truth of how I feel. Now, these are my opinions. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm not trying to sell you something, and I'm certainly not going to wrap up a piece of shit with a bow and give it to you and tell you that it's great. Eat it. That's not what I do. What I do is I will analyze it, look at it, and then I will present it what I saw with my eyes, now with somebody else's eyes, and 
I won't try to <clears throat> parrot somebody else of what they heard. I'm going to tell you my sole opinion of what I thought. Okay, so don't let guys that have agendas, like, for instance, writers that are looking for the, to keep their credentials, to tweet out and tell you guys, don't complain about what's given to you, take it. Or small promoters that are looking for fight deals with big promoters or networks tell you that boxing fans, you complain way too much. It's not the case, guys. Here's the thing. Boxing has been shut down because of what's been happening in the world. COVID-19 knocked it down. This is the first round for boxing. Did we expect the best? I think we expected close to it. You know, I wasn't expecting, and I don't think a lot of us were expecting, like, to have the top names immediately show up to fight each other. I didn't think that. This is boxing. But I certainly thought that ma the matches were going to be evenly matched. Like, if you're going to put a D fighter versus a D fighter, I'm perfectly fine with that. Because as we've seen, C fighters, C plus fighters versus C plus fighters have really kind of dissed out some really good fight undercards before the main event. Main events have always been like kind of a hit and miss. You either get a dud or you get an excitement. It's, it's always one of those things, okay? But when I'm being told by people in the industry to be happy because it's back, that's like almost like going to a restaurant. Restaurants have been shut down too. Now they're slowly opening up. And I go to one of my favorite, favorite restaurants. I order a torta, whatever you guys want to eat, whatever you guys like. Mine's my, one of my favorites, a torta, as you can tell, you know. Um, and they give me a subpar torta. It's not even, like, there's no flavor in it. There's nothing in it. There's no, there's, there's no tomatoes. There's, the bread is stale. All of that. And then they go, hey, well, it's back. You know, be happy. Even though I paid for it. Do I not have a right to complain about something I pay for? Do you not have a right to have a voice to say, this was shit? You couldn't do better for us, guys? We don't have that right. We don't have that right to say, top rank, ESPN, you guys couldn't do better. You had almost three months to figure something out. So I don't see why fight fans have to be silenced when it's the right moment to not be silent. Other issues in boxing, yeah, I agree. Boxing fans should just shut up. But here's the thing is that when it's an issue like this, as you've been waiting for so long, and you're having people in the media tell you, you shouldn't voice your opinion. You should sit down and be quiet and take this crap with the bow that's been given to you. That's, that's, that's terrible. Because here's the thing. If the UFC, who is a baby to the sport of combat, can muster up a good card and give, deliver to their fans, why can't boxing do that? Now, here's the thing. You saw some folks going like, this is why people go to UFC. No, this is why we can't attract new fans. This was the moment 
for boxing to come back to attract new fans, but instead we gave them the delivery of what we would have given them if boxing had not been on postponed because of pandemic. We gave them exactly where we left off, which is crap. Now, I wasn't expecting much from Shakur Stevenson. I, I wasn't because I know what Shakur Stevenson delivers. So the headline I wasn't really tripping about. I was like, all right, we're going to probably end up seeing 10 rounds of boxing. Luckily, we end up seeing not that much, and he got the stoppage with body shots. But the rest of everything else, I get it. You want to put a heavyweight prospect baby, you know, a big baby. That's cool. And that actually was a decent match. But everything else, I mean, all the commentary that, that came along with it. I mean, guys, I don't tune in to watch boxing and listen to ex-fighters and, and journalists to talk all this stuff about shit that I already know. I rushed home because I'm a blue-collar guy just like you guys that work really hard for our money to watch entertainment. I didn't buy the zone to hear Chris Mannix. I didn't buy ESPN Plus or subscribe to ESPN to, to listen to these guys. That's not what I tuned in for. What I tuned in for is to watch fights. And not just and not mismatched fights. Some real fights. You could have produced some real real fights this time. You could have attracted you could have attracted somebody that's not a fight fan. But instead you delivered a gun that, that was just shooting nothing but duds. Who has to blame for this? I don't know. But I tell you what, the guard needs to change finally. Somebody needs to be responsible for presenting these cards to a network and telling them these are good fights and these are the fights that fans who pay their, that pay their hard-earned money, they want to watch. I don't know about you, but if we are ever, ever to attract new fans, we failed miserably. And like I said, I'm not going to give you an agenda and tell you, you know, try to sell yourself. That's not my job. My job is to relay what I watched, what I witnessed, and how I felt about it. And how I felt about it was I sat there and I listened more to, to four guys talk about whatever the hoota, hata, hata, weeda, weeda, wada, be, and give us even news about shit that I didn't even care about. I wanted to watch the fights. That's it. That's what I wanted. And I walked away not even feeling fulfilled. I walked away like there was never a hope in the sport, that we were never anticipating this sport to come back. We picked up on the 13th round of a, of a rematch that we did not even want to see. Anyways, that's my bit of a rant about that. We're going to move on about Ryan Garcia and about how his entitlement is really damaging his image as a fighter. Don't want to talk Mike, or Mike Tyson. No, we're going to talk uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Uh, oh, I'm going to open up the phone lines, 347-215-7598. Let's talk boxing here on Leaving the Ring. Hey, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. You can call in and let me know that you didn't agree with anything I had to say, uh, that you're okay with uh, be, uh, getting uh, stuff delivered to you that's not very good. Um, I mean, that's your right. That's your absolutely right. I'm going to go with the first caller right now that's been on the hold. Let's go with area code 510. You're on live right now on Leaving the Ring. What's on, my, what's on your mind, brother? What's up, Big Dave? How you doing, man? It's Fernando over, over Good, here. Good, bro. How you doing, Nando? 
Hando, how you so, doing, brother? No, I'm doing great. So what did you think about yesterday's car, dude? You think I'm 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 off the mark? You think I need to go into an old home and, and retire or what? <laughs> <laughs> if you do, I guess I got you too, man. We're about the same age, man. Um, I, I just you know like when it comes to top rank, we we begin these kind of cards forever, man. Who 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 doesn't remember buying an Oscar De La Hoya pay per view? And also getting Butterbean and me and St. John on the, on the undercard every time, you know? I thought Bob Rolls, man. True. You know? Like, uh... True. And, 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 and that's the, the, that's the, that's the disappointing part about it, is that, look, you, you, you have the chance... You know, look, if you're going to talk shit about another sport, about another president, about what he's doing, and then you deliver shit... To the people that are backing you up, the people that are actually pulling out their money out of their wallet and placing it on the counter for you to take, this is what you. This is a slap to the face, in my opinion. You know, you know what's interesting, man. Like, if you remember, like some of those Golden Boy cars, those Thursday night fights, right? Like they had, you know, like on Facebook and on the zone at the end. I don't know how much you're right. spending on those, on those, uh, on that whole card, man. But they're way better than what we watched last night. You worked a well, yeah. Golden Boy wait, wait, thing, wait, competitive. Better. It might not be, it might not be high level, but all the fights are fun to watch and they're competitive, man. You know that's all we want. And that's, that's all what we want. Nobody really knows who that's that. That's what happens. I mean. I'm like, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, not, I wasn't expecting high level fight. I wasn't expecting the the marquee names to to come out on the first day back in boxing. But I was at least looking for competitive fights. If you're going to give me a C-class fighter matching with another C-class fighter, fight fans would have been okay with seeing some real action, but instead we just saw shit that we already knew that was going to happen. It's all one-sided. It's a mismatch. And when are, when are promoters and, and media going to start listening to the fans and stop telling us just to be happy what we're seeing? Terrible. Well, a lot, a lot of these, a lot, a lot, a lot of these uh, boxing writers nowadays, Dave, they're all, they're aligned with the with the promotions, right? You got Chris Mannix aligned with the Zone, you got Steve Kim right. aligned with Top Rank, and you got like right. uh, I'm not I don't know who who does for the PBC, but you know there's there's people out there that you know like uh, they look out for their best interests, you know. It's just like I, all I can say is I think it's good to be patient because it was the first one. And maybe they're just trying to dial it in a little bit, right? Trying to get, you know, like, put some money in people's pockets, right? Because if you don't appear on that card, you're not getting paid. It's top rank, I would imagine, has a ton of fighters, right? So maybe part of it is they're just trying to get people paid. But that card, I mean, it was too long, man. If you're going to have those fights making, like, a two-hour show, man, it doesn't need to be four hours. It was like, I, I think I saw someone online, it was like four it hours with, like, 14 rounds of fighting. Huh? Exactly. That's that's it. Four hours of four, like fourteen rounds of fighting, and 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 I just I don't know, man. I, I you know what you know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. And and what's up, Johnny? What's up, G Funk? What's up, Dan? Uh, what's up, Typo? Uh, what's up, Ava? What's up, everybody that's in the chat room and or about to call in? Um, here here's the thing, guys. I tried my hardest yesterday. Here, Nando. I I tried my hardest yesterday. To, to enjoy this. I, for a minute, I was like, dude, am I being a bitter fucker right now? Like, am I, am I, like, you know, not seeing what some of these people are tweeting out that, oh, these are good fights. I mean, there was one good fight I was okay with, but then the rest of it was just like a big commercial 
of these guys, these talking heads up there talking, and I'm sitting there, and you know how long I've been waiting to sit down here in my podcast studio and my little pub table and have some tacos and, 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 and a, a cold beer and look up at these TVs and enjoy them and, and be able to tweet with, with other listeners and fans. But instead, here I was going, okay, I'm waiting for the next fight. I, I could have, like, I, I literally was doing chores in between these fights and still coming back and still not, nothing's up, no fights are up. I, I, I thought that was just crazy. The whole, the whole four hour thing, that's, that's insane, man. Four hours, that, that's just insane, man. That, that's, that was like, I don't know who thought that was a good idea, man, but that was horrible, man. You got, you know, you got people oh, that just giving their pain the whole time. It was, it was brutal. It was, I, I, that was the worst part. It wasn't the fights. The fights were fine, whatever, like you said. Hopefully they improve as they go along because, you know, like, I, 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 I kind of lean towards being patient, but we'll see. I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not patient anymore. I, I, I think they, you drop the ball when, when you're fucking three months out. You're three months out, guys. You're three months out. You had time to figure something out to give us a good product, and and you drop the ball of attracting new fans. You you drop the ball again. Boxing, you did it to yourself again. Like when are we gonna finally understand? There's a method to this madness, and the madness that you're presenting, it's not working. You've got to start changing the guard. And, and if you're stopping matchmakers from making good fights, then it's, it's your fault. It's not the matchmaker's fault. I wish, if you're a matchmaker, call in, man. You know, I know matchmakers have a budget, you know, and that budget, they got to they meet in order to make particular matches here, you know. But, again, it, it just, I'm so blown away. Mostly because of, of certain people in the business that are telling us to accept this, to be okay with this. Why? Why? I mean, like I said earlier, if you go into a restaurant and you pay for something, and the, a restaurant, the chef or the restaurant owner tells you, Nando, you, 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 you order something really, not, you know, menudo. Let's say a menudo. Let's, no, fuck that, because a lot of people don't eat menudo. Let's say a sandwich. And they give you one slice of whatever meat that you ordered. And they go, hey, Nando, be happy. We're open. But I'm still charging you a full price. Are you supposed to be happy with that? Or are you not supposed to point out? I agree with you. Have you looked at their upcoming schedule? Does it get any better? Like, for instance, Thursday, they got more fights, right? They got uh, Magdaleno fighting and uh, Blue Nose, Adam Lopez fighting. Do you think that – do you think – you think that's part of the problem that they're trying to put too many fights on all within a couple months? Like they're putting out two cards a week for two months, man. I don't think maybe that's has that kind of talent. Yeah, that may be the problem. They're thinning themselves out. But you know what? I would have rather watch Blue Nose uh, as the opening uh, of ESPN because we know Blue Nose is going to come to you know come to bang. But it's not even that. Like I said, I wasn't. I'm not. Uh, uh, I wasn't uh, disappointed that Shakur. Stevenson was the headline because I know what I'm going to receive with him. What I'm disappointed is that you're going to put matchmaking, match mismatches on the undercard and you don't even attempt to hide it. And then you're, then we're being told to be happy with it because it's back. That that's, 
that's really what my problem kind of stands. You know? Anyway, no, no, I'm going to put you back on hold, bro. Thank you again for calling right, in as you. always, brother. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> again, it's, uh, you want to call in 347-215-7598. Let me know what's on your mind in the chat room. Pigeon Mike Tyson, uh, boxing has, has let the fans down through COVID-19 era. Could have been fights, no crowd, bad show. UFC killed it. Great work from them. Even though I hate Dana, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm going to steal Johnny, Johnny uh, Ziggs' uh, phrase there. Wholeheartedly, I agree with you on that right there. Man, I'm not even a UFC guy at all. But shit, <laughs> they're getting, they're getting a, a, a bang for their buck, and we're not. Uh, I think I got D-Style with me here on Leaving the Ring. D-Style, you there, brother? What's going on, bro? I'm here. I'm just an hour ahead, if that's okay. You know what I mean? But it's all right. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, you got to remember, California's number one, bro. Everything goes, everything <laughs> circles around us. <laughs> well, it does have the biggest economy. I'll give you that. Um, yeah. Look, Man, was I disappointed yesterday. I, I can like, look, I, was, I didn't even have high expectations, right? So coming right. from that perspective, I'm not expecting, like, this amazing card, but, bro, like, I am telling this with, to everybody with confidence. Boxing is the greatest sport in the world. You just got to give us something, though. You know, no, nobody wants to watch mismatches, man. Nobody likes to watch... You know, deers getting hunted in cages, and and I just felt that that's what we what we were getting all night. How are you going to sell Robesi Ramirez to me as a potential future opponent for Shakur Stevenson in a match like that? Well, when you're, you're you're coddling him and you're giving him easy touches, of course it's going to win if you do that. You know, like I th- I think a little bit of resistance, uh, I I believe anyway, could have sufficed. You know, um, right. I was disappointed. Like you, the the gaps in between. Holy crap, bro. I was getting flashbacks of that Pacquiao Deloya pay-per-view when we were listening to the HBO commentators talk for a whole hour and a half. You know, like, it, yeah. that's what I was remembering. And you got to think about this, man. You, you know how much this was, like, put out there, oh, boxing's back, boxing's back. And, yeah, you reminded a lot of people, well, why is it, you know, they never tune in. You know, boxing fans that you and I know that there's better, you know, matchups coming, but your casual dude doesn't know, bro. Look, man, Burchell Valdez was a matchup they had on deck. Well, why did you just start boxing with that fight? That would have been a perfect <laughs> fight to start boxing with. They already had the fight on deck and stuff. It was postponed because of the pandemic. That's the fight they should have came back with. You know, they should have they given us a better fight, man. This was uh, very disappointing. I'm seeing a lot of people say, oh, it's not Shakur Stevenson's fault. Uh, that guy, they keep calling him. You can't even remember his name, but you tell me he was an amazing fighter, bro. I don't know. Uh, I should have watched a bunch of warm-ups, warm-ups. You know, the thing with Steven Shakur, Shakur Stevenson is, is we're going to get whatever whatever he, the kid's going to deliver, Okay. The oversell about him is how good he is, you know, to the comparisons of Floyd Mayweather Jr., to all the other stuff, and everything he does is just phenomenal. It's like, it's almost like we don't have eyes when it comes to these commentators, okay? 
like Timothy Bradley, you, you know, you do. Come on, bro. If all people, you should know how it feels to to favor to to have commentators favor or journalists favor a fighter when you were looked at as not an exciting guy and you were fighting your ass. You were a road warrior. I get it. You're you're Andre Ward's boy. I get it. But I'm a lot of people's boy. And I don't know how to hold back. I don't know how to sit there and go, I, he's all right. You know, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to tell you this. When Ryan Garcia was coming to the scene, a good friend of mine who manages fighters for, for PBC, Golden Boy, a bunch of other people, he presented Ryan Garcia before Ryan even came into the, to the fight scene, okay, uh, uh, to, the, to, the, to the, uh, uh, the big stage, okay? And I remember telling him the truth. I was like, he's all right. I mean, he's, he's fast, but he's got a lot of flaws, and, you know? And this is before this guy started getting on TV. And my buddy was like, no, nah, bro, I'm telling you, man, he's really good, this and this and that. Now, that same guy, you ask him, because he's no longer his manager, so what do you think? Yeah, you were right. <laughs> Sebastian, uh, uh, the guy, that tall kid, that that six four, six five Mexicano kid. I know the people that 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 help him out and manage him, and I told him the truth. I told him the truth. He's got a lot of work. He doesn't have any footwork. He hasn't grown into his body. I I don't know another way to to tell anybody, but what I'm seeing and what I you know being truthful about it because I don't want to end up being one of those guys that that is full of shit and is only going to say what they want when they're right behind you. I, I'm just I'm just not one of those folks. You know, I'm not on the Shakur Stevenson train. I don't think I'll ever be on that train. Was those good body shots? It was, but let's be honest here. The guys that he faced was a punching bag. I hate to say that. Because these guys deserve more credit like stepping in the ring. It's a tough, tough sport. But he wasn't throwing any punches. I want to see what happens with Shakur Stevenson when a guy punches back at him or with him. That's when I'm going to be able to really see whether or not he's the goods. Right now, putting him with a bunch of soft punches. And I get it. He's still building his brand. Okay. But stop trying to oversell the kid to me. Jesus, like I don't right. have eyes. It's 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 just it's so it turns me off so bad. And and if and if, like I said, if you follow Leaving Me for years, you know that I'm a Timothy Bradley guy. I had my very first show that had a guest Timothy Bradley was on. When nobody was talking Timothy Bradley. Huge fan of Timothy Bradley. But damn, dude. Timmy, you're trying to act like Teddy Atlas way too much. Find your own personality, my man. I mean, was this a boxing card or was it like this big infomercial? That's what I felt like I was watching. You know, it felt like this big infomercial. And I'll tell you, man, I'm tired of, like, just athletes in general, but in boxing, every other boxer, who, uh, is is he the next Mayweather? Is he the next this, the next that? Uh, how about we just find out what they're going to be when we really put them in there with somebody with a pulse? Is what I want to know. Because <laughs> how, how, how about 
How about this? How about ESPN and the Zone and all these other networks? Stop putting commentators underneath, underneath, you know, underneath them in a, in a header. Why don't you put company men? Let's do that. Yeah. Even on the Twitter feed, don't verify. Put a company man. That's it. Company man. <laughs> if you if you're not look if you're not, I'm not going to use the word upset because I'm not upset. I'm disappointed at what was brought to us because again, here we have a sport that could have delivered something but dropped the ball by attracting new fans and even making their fans that pay for the fights ready that are paying for these apps. Pay, and, 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 and let me add, it wasn't even on ESPN Plus, guys. But we're paying for, yeah. for cable, all this stuff, right? Like, you couldn't even appreciate that we showed up. We showed up. Yeah. That's how much the UFC appreciate, appreciates their fans. They gave them something. They gave them something to, to rave about. Instead, boxing gives us something to rant about. It's unbelievable. You want to call in to the camp 347-745-7598 here on Libre Ring. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, the like button. Uh, hit that notification bell so that you're notified when I go in live. Um, go ahead, Vista. What, was, uh, what were you going to say? Well, I just want to make a you know a final point uh, here before I go, but I am tired, dude. Like I cannot tell you, a lot of these snot-nosed, you know, nose up in the air, you know, boxing, whether you want to call it pundits, writers, there's a lot of them, right? Even some fans, yeah. believe it or not, you know, just just looking down on fans, telling us to shut up and just take whatever you get and be understanding and all this, that, and a third. I am sick and I am tired of that, especially from people that I know haven't been watching boxing as long as I have. I'm literally a third-generation boxing fan, right? Hmm. So there's a lot of boxing fans that we grew up, right, and and we were introduced to boxing as little kids. We love this sport. We want what's best for the sport. And and I don't – not – and we want to be entertained by the sport. You know, what happened last night was extremely disappointed. Uh, and that was me not having the highest. I came in with the understanding, okay, it's three months, pandemic. Okay, cool. But is it too much to ask, dude? I've seen better Friday night fight uh, events than this. Like, if they're going to give us this crap, just bring back Friday night fights. You know, just exactly. uh, I'll just deal with that. I'll watch two C-level fighters, like you said earlier, you know, slug it out, and I'll enjoy those fights any day. Uh, this was extremely disappointing, man, extremely disappointing. And as fans, I, I, we have a right to, you know, complain about it. Look, supply and demand, okay, is the way shit works. As fans, we are the demand. So the better we demand, the better we're going to get. I agree, man. And like I said, you know, I don't care if you're not going to post, if you're not going to host the elites, you know, the marquee fighters. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I was fine with that if that was going to be the opening. If there was no headliner, if there was no Shakur Stevenson, I would have been okay with it. What I'm, what I'm not okay with is you giving us mismatches, especially on a comeback. That's terrible. We could do better than that. There's, the sport has more to offer. 
stay on the line, D-Cell. Don't hang up, bro, because I got some other stuff I want to talk to you about here on Leaving the Ring. Let's pass in another caller here. Uh, area code, it's a lot, 523. I think it's Hamed. Hamed, are you there, bro? What is good? Nah, this is Renee Box Young. Salute, everybody. What's going on, brother? How's it going, man? You guys good? Good, good. What's on your mind? What, do you, uh, what was your take on yesterday's top-ranked card on ESPN? Um, I agree. I mean, I agree uh, with what you guys are saying. Uh, I see it in both sides. You know what I mean? I see both sides of the of, of the perspective. Um, I mean, everybody has their point. I mean, I can't say that nobody does doesn't. You know, everybody has their point. For example, when we go back to everybody right now, a lot of people, especially hardcore fans, you know, of boxing, they're comparing UFC with boxing, okay? Uh, the return of UFC and boxing. Uh, UFC, a way better event, and this and that. But we've got to understand, UFC has always been giving way better events <laughs> for the past many years because we usually see the best fight the best in UFC. There's only one belt in each division. We don't have, like, you know, six belts, uh, regular champion, super champion, and, you know, uh, diamond belt and pearl belt and all these things. So, you know, when you really come to think of it and when you boil it down, I mean, before a quarantine, forget the quarantine, forget the comeback. This has always been like this for a long time. This is exactly why Dana White uh, recently, uh, I think it was last year, um, Dana White was even thinking about getting in the sport of boxing. It, it was controversial, yes, but he, sa- he said why. Because he said, look, he wasn't the best thinking about time. it. He was playing well, with it, but he knew he wasn't going to get in there. Yeah, 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 no, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. But my point is, is that his point that he was bringing out was that, that, you know what, the best aren't fighting the best in boxing, right? Uh, We're not seeing it nearly as much as in UFC, which is obviously, it's it's obvious that UFC is going to have a way better event compared to boxing coming back. Also, another point we've got to understand is that boxing, man, for years, we haven't been seeing the best fight the best in so so long. I mean, how, how often do we really see, you know, upper echelon fighters fight each other in boxing. It's not really common. Well, here's the, you see here's, what I'm saying? Here's, here's the issue. This is, this is, right. where, this is what, where boxing dropped the ball yesterday. Right, right, right. And, and hopefully they could pick it up and understand. Um, we ha- as boxing fans, we have conditioned fans that if you have an O or if you got five blemishes on your record, you're not a good fighter. Last night could have been a perfect example of getting guys with blemishes on their records that are not recognizable names and are, are, are considered or called club fighters fight on a, on a huge platform that hits practically every USA home and give the chance of fans to see that, you know what, a blemish on the record really doesn't mean anything. It's the, it's the value of entertainment that comes when two fighters are willing to leave it in the ring. And that's where boxing fell off, dropped the ball, and wasn't able to attract new fans, you know? And that's my issue. I mean, I'm not looking at both sides. To me, there is no both sides. To me, it's one side. This is what boxing does to itself every single time. And then, we, and then the, the, the big boys, the guys that have the say, the money, the power, they want to complain how this sport is too niche. You know, or, or their fighters don't want to fight so-and-so. It's because the fact is that we are, they've, tried, they've conditioned guys to believe that if, like, if they have a zero, they're the only ones worth watching. 
where the UFC fans are conditioned, it doesn't matter. A guy can lose today and fight tomorrow and still give us a good fight. That's where boxing needs to reset itself. It didn't do that. You had a chance to do it. You're away three months. Fans across the world were waiting for this to come back. And new fans, possibly, if you were at home and you have family members that don't watch the sport, but were like, okay, let's watch it because there's nothing else on. I'm tired of watching reruns. Didn't do it. It didn't do it yep. for them. Yeah. All right, yeah, but I'm going to put you back on hold, man. I appreciate the call. Yeah, go ahead. See ya. All right, fans, you want to call in, you certainly can. 347 215. 347-215-7598 here on Leaving the Ring. I think I lost D-Style for a minute, but you're back on, right, D? Yes, yes. Dead zone. You know, hit a dead zone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like I said, look, I, I think that anybody that pays to see something, to have something that's a product that should be delivered, should be delivered to their you know, to be satisfied. Okay? Right. I don't like, Can I, and I think this is one of my problems. I don't like people telling me you should be happy what you're, you're getting. I've been, I've been right. happy what I've been getting for the past freaking 30-plus years of me watching boxing. Yeah. That's what I've been getting. You know? I mean, I'm still here, guys. I'm still here. I still watch the sport. I still love this sport. I'll never give up on this sport, but then that doesn't mean I'm not going to express my frustration, my disappointment, my expectations. Anyways, let's move on to the next topic here that I wanted to talk to you about because this is something else that sure. Boxer keeps doing to themselves. Okay, Ryan Garcia. Now tweeting <laughs> out about the zone, not paying me enough. I'm getting underpaid. May not fight July 4th, saying he's not going to fight July 4th unless he gets paid more money. Did this tactic with Golden Boy. Now he's now pointing it out to his own. The zone, you did this to yourself. I'm going to tell you why. Okay? Two things. One, you put YouTubers on. Showing the value of their viewerships that's going to transfer over to them buying. What's up, Chicano Prophet? For them buying your app. I don't know if they did. I, I highly doubt it. If they did, it was a one-time deal and they logged off. Not coming back. That's the first one. Two is revealing your budget. Revealing how aggressive you were to get fighters. Let's be honest here, D-Style. Do you really think the zone cared to have Ryan Garcia? Or was their main, main plan was to get Canelo Alvarez? Mine's going to say Canelo. Yes. I mean, this, look, here's my thing. I don't know exactly what Ryan Garcia is basing his worth on exactly. Um, I, I don't like attacking fighters when they want more money and stuff like that because I get it. You know, you're trying to make more for your more, you know, for more bang for your buck. I, I get that. I'm, I'm not against that. However, I'm really pro fighters in that sense. But I just don't hmm. understand like what what he's basing this out of. You know, it kind of reminds me of something Michael Jordan said a couple of years ago when it pertains to salaries of basketball players uh, nowadays saying these guys get, you know, paid now based on their potential before what they're, you know, they actually deserve what they make. And, and I, that's kind of like what I feel about boxing right now. A lot of guys get paid based off of what they, what they could potentially be 
You know, you see that with Shakur Stevenson. What do they keep telling us? So he could potentially be the next Mayweather. You know what I mean? Um, you know, this guy could potentially be the next this, the next that. So we also hear that about David Haney. They're doing it with everybody. With Ryan Garcia, he could potentially be the next golden boy. Man, don't, don't talk to me about what they could potentially be and what they might be. When they're that, then you pay them that. But right now, I have no idea where Ryan Garcia is getting this from. Uh, since when does how many Twitter followers you have and how many Facebook followers you have and Instagram followers, since like you mentioned, right, since, since, the, since the YouTuber fight with, uh, you know, Paul and KSI, I don't know, other than that, I don't know where he would be getting this from. That's probably it. But, dude, like you, it's not a good look. Like, we'll go argue about that behind the scenes. We'll talk to your agent. You get that taken care of, you know, like the, tweeting right. about it. it, it it's just, it's disgusting. And then Tank Davis responds and says, ha, 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 like that's, that's to pay for your Ferrari. And you have fighters clowning each other now when they're only making 200000 a year. Like this, this is ridiculous, okay? Dude, and it's a bad look. It's a bad look. When, when do you hear about, we never heard about shit like this growing up. Ever, bro. I never heard a fighter say, I'm only making this, so... Yeah, go ahead. You know what... Let me tell you what's crazy. And like I said, you know, boxing fans and boxing, we do it to ourselves. And what I mean by that is that back in the time in the 80s, even 70s, 80s, all that, you used to hear fans go, fighters need to be smarter about their money. They need to know how to value themselves. Well, fighters are now valuing... They they put a value to to themselves. But... Now you have guys that, are, that feel entitled to get paid an way X amount of money before doing it. I mean, Ryan Garcia, I think he sold like 10,000 tickets when he fought at the Fantasy Springs, and, and, and he put butts in the seats. But it still doesn't show me why he should be getting money over hand over and over and him being able to pick and choose who he wants to fight. Yeah, but how you much was the ticket, though? I'm- Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. But you know, I mean, that even if that's even if it's at twenty five or let's say a hundred bucks, it's still. I, I, in my opinion, he still has to earn the warp that he's always expressing on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he's doing a hostage take the way he's doing it. He's putting the zone and Golden Boy to their backs. Now it's it's now up to these guys. And like I said, not only did, like you mentioned, Ryan Garcia aired out his laundry on Twitter, so did the zone. And 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 and, and Eddie, Eddie Hearn, they, yep. they both did. They they went around throwing rain, you know, raining money all over the place to these fighters. And guess what? One of them or more of them are gonna go, Well shit, you got all this money. Share the love. <laughs> and that's what's happening with Ryan Garcia. Yeah. You got a kid that Fights more on Twitter than he does in the ring. His head, this kid's head yeah. is ready to explode. I mean, I, I, he's talented, but how talented is he? At least Shakur you know, Stevenson has his cheerleaders egging him on and telling how great he is. This guy does his own cheerleading. <laughs> and he's turning everybody off. He's turn, I mean, literally turning a lot of folks off. 
Maybe not his little girl followers that are following him because, you know, he's cutie and I want to marry you, Ryan Garcia. And that's perfect, bro, because you're going to bring that, that demographic to the side of boxing for a short bit. But at the end of the day, what Oscar De La Hoya brought, he brought all of that. But at the end of the day, you know what Oscar brought? Real fights. That's what really holds with history. Not Instagram followers, not Twitter followers, not Facebook you know, followers. It's the value of fight that you bring to try to make history or become history, part of that history. You know, I mean, I get yeah. it. You want a mouthpiece so that you can aggravate or you can attract people to go, I want to see this fight. I want to see this fight. But once you got that, once you made that statement, now there is a such thing called follow through. You want well, to know why Manny Pacquiao is so respected? Manny fights everybody. Well, you could say whether or not he's cherry picking, he's waiting for guys to get old. Uh, the weight, the, 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 you know, catch weight king, all this other stuff. You could say all that shit, but at the end of the day, he fights. And he fights mm-hmm. the best available. Well, let me ask you this. Dave. What happened to that whole, remember they did that whole photo op, him, De La Hoya, they shook hands in the picture, they signed a new contract. Isn't this already like dealt with and taken care of? I thought it was. Well, I thought it was too. The first time when he went on this rant, you know, not only yeah. I disagree about Ryan Garcia. There's nothing wrong with what he's doing. He's ambitious and he wants to fight. Go look at some of the uh, Gary Gar- uh, Gary Russells and Keith Thurman's. Don't fight on the regular. I, I'm not saying that he doesn't fight on the regular. Uh, what I'm saying is that you got to stop holding the promoters hostage because you want more money. I, I'm saying, why air it out? I don't care about what you're getting. Just just fight. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's got to fight. If he wants the money that he's asking for, he's got, he's got to not just fight guys that he's going to outclass, mismatch. He's got to fight the guys that are out there that are on, on either on the same level or above him. If he wants to get to that big escalon of, 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 the, of where De La Hoya and Canelo are at, well, he's got to fight. Plain and simple. He's got to fight. You know? So, it, 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 here's, the, here's the thing. Gennady Golovkin would say, nobody wants to fight me. And guess what? It was true. Now, if Ryan Garcia was on Twitter right now complaining about that, I would be on the side. I'd be like, yeah, you know, come on, man. I mean, the guy is already taking whatever. He's willing to fight on this date. Nobody wants to fight him. That's why he fell off the card. But listen to what he's saying. I want more money. Because it worked the first time. It worked the first time against Golden Boy, and he's doing it again. So every time, guys, we got we to gotta what? Accommodate this kid. Every time he feels I need a bit more money for this, 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 and that, which is his right. If he's fighting, I give him that. But I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. And at the same time, you're calling everybody out? No, mames. Get out of here with that. Yeah, it's going to be hard for them to gauge how much a fighter's worth and all that without the paper model, in my opinion. Like, how does the zone determine who gets what? 
You know, I mean, how 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 do they determine this? Is what I'm trying to understand. Because before, you know, if if they wanted to know, like, there was a point where Top Rank was like, okay, Coda, we're gonna start putting you on pay per view, and it kind of determined what he made for fight. You know, what I mean, the same with the Deloya, right. the same with even the Mayweather. Like when you know Mayweather wanted the big big money, they put him on pay per view. You know, so my question is. If the zone is supposedly the alternative to pay per view, I don't I don't even know how they determine this. I mean, does Ryan Garcia and his team have any way of showing that X amount of people are subscribed to the zone just because of him? Are they sure it's not because of Canelo? You know, like it's, it's that's what I kind of you know am wondering. Like, is how are they determining what he should be making exactly? Out, you know, it, the gate wouldn't justify more than two hundred thousand, in my opinion, in in all reality. So, so I'm trying to mm. like I don't understand moving forward how the zone is going to determine what these guys should be making. You know, because at some point they the zone wants to make uh, money. At some point, you know, I get that the investors have a lot of money and stuff like that, but no one is just doing it for charity. Like that, they have intentions of making a profit out of this whole thing. And I don't think they have yet, and this pandemic thing hasn't helped them, that's for sure. And with fighters like Ryan Garcia, you know, complaining about what they've already agreed to, really, you know, it, it, know. it must be How stressful. You, you have to wonder, how do they want to deal with this? Like, you don't think they have better things they could invest hundreds of millions of dollars in than, than boxing? If, all, if this is what they have to deal with? I mean, you have to really think about that. Yeah. It's tiresome. When you got a guy like Virgil Ortiz, who is is more of a traditional fighter, which is he's waiting. Okay. And maybe he's not voicing his opinion. Maybe that maybe if he did, maybe if he voiced, started voicing him more on Twitter, he would get more of the, the uh, of the exposure. But maybe Nado put can the zone survive without eventually putting Ryan Garcia and Virgil Ortiz on pay per view? Uh, not just to pay them, but to also pay a top-flight opponent. I don't know. That's a good question. But I'll tell you what DAZN is doing. If you unsubscribe to DAZN, and I'm seeing a lot of – this is happening to a lot of people because it's happening to me. Unsubscribe them. They're still going to charge you. And then it's, like, so hard to get a hold of them. And then they're like, oh, we'll fix it. But then they do it again. Dude, I'm like, this is the way they're staying afloat. Yeah. All right, let's, yeah, let's, man. let's go on to some good news here. In boxing, let's let's move on to some good news, and this is actually good for for the zone because they're going to need this. Hello there. I'm just after getting off the phone with Daniel Kinahan. Uh, he's just informed me that the biggest fight in British boxing history has just been agreed. <laughs> Give them my boy. Uh, big shout out, Dan. He got this done. Um, Literally over the line, two fight deal. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua uh, next year. One problem, I've just got to smash Deontay Wilder's face right in in the next fight. Um, and then we go into the Joshua fight hmm. next year. So there we are. Gypsy King versus AJ is on for next year, but there's a hurdle in the road called the Bronze Bummer, aka the Knockout King, and I will get onto him and knock him spark out and then we're gone to the big fight so big thank you Dan 
and get this deal over the line. All the best. God bless you all. See you soon. Peace out. Well, there you go. It is a two-fight deal that's been signed by Anthony Joshua, between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. I'm excited about that. But first, he's got to get past Deontay Wilder. He's got to uh, take that match, which, you know, there was some rumors that Deontay was going to take side money, to step aside money, so that, that Tyson Fury can move forward and go after uh, another Brit, AJ. But I, I didn't buy that. That's why I didn't even talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, my only worry is this here about that they kind of ready. Well, Tyson Fury and his team have moved on and made negotiations with uh, Anthony Joshua. History has shown us that sometimes when you look ahead, you can forget what's in front of you. Yeah, did he beat, beat up Deontay Wilder? He did. He beat him up in the crunk fashion that surprised us all. Was able to nummify the right hand of Deontay Wilder and get a stoppage, which he was telling everybody he was going to do. And he did. But is it a smart move to now look past Deontay Wilder? I think it's a terrible move. You know, Tommy Morrison brings to mind that he had a fight deal set up with Don King to face Mike Tyson. And what happened? Gets knocked out. Same thing with Lennox Lewis. Gets knocked out. Same thing with Iron Mike. Mike had something set up to fight Holyfield. Gets in with Buster Douglas. Gets knocked out. AJ had something set up with Deontay Wilder. Wasn't solid, but that was the that was the future that they were looking to get with Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. And guess what? He got knocked out. Andy Ruiz. That's my only thing there. Is it a smart move? I don't know. We're going to find out, though. But I think he needs, he's got a big assignment still, even though that Deontay Wilder is not the most polished heavyweight, but he has an eraser still. An eraser in that right hand that can eliminate any doubts or any rounds that you're losing. He could take that away with one big shot. This is Deontay Wilder's chance to redeem himself and to later say, see, the, the excuses that I, that, I, that I posted and posed for everybody to listen to were true. And how I made truth to it is by knocking out Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. The task within itself, Tyson Fury is a very difficult guy to land cleanly on. But he did on the first fight, you know. I'm interested in how this third match happened. Do I think it's too soon for Deontay? Well, I do. But I also believe that, you know what, the motivation is there for this kid. Wants revenge. So yeah. that fight's going to be huge. You know, now, but now I question, is Tyson Fury's motivation there? Does he think it's going to be an easy fight for him the way Deontay Wilder thought of Tyson Fury and their rematch. I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to finish what I started. Mm. But instead, it turned out it was him that got finished in that rematch. Very curious. I'm excited. But here's the thing with the whole uh, clause for a rematch, uh, D-Style. Meaning, meaning, you know, AJ strongly, possibly, is going to lose that fight, first fight, with uh 
Tyson Fury because I think that's where the betting would be favored for is with Tyson Fury in their first match in 2021. You know, so yeah, it leads to think, you know, that um, I mean, we're going to see it twice. That's all it leads me to think, to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, here's my concern when it comes to Fury. Here's what I want to say. Uh, hmm. First, it's your point about Wilder. So, the, since the Mayweather era, we're like we're kind of in this, you know, train of thought. Like a lot of boxing fans, the, the whole the protecting the old type of thing. When that was like a rarity in, you know, in boxing back in the day. You know, being so, you know, infatuated uh, and, and obsessed with the old and having no losses. I mean, I know I've read articles, you know, from old like, newspapers of Rocky Marciano, and he would be criticized for never losing because he never had to prove himself and make, you know, come back from a loss and stuff like that. So when it comes to Deontay Wilder, I mean, if there's one thing that America really loves, and maybe it's forgotten, you know, in this old era, is um, America loves a comeback story. You know, like if you if if right. you get beat down and you come back, you come back better than ever. You know, it's people love that story. They they love you overcoming adversity that it appeared you couldn't overcome at first. And and I will mm. tell people this, man. I, I'm favoring Fury, and I think my brain tells me Fury. You know, my boxing mind says common sense. Go with Fury. That's what it's telling me. However. I don't want to say my heart, but, but but what I will say is don't count Wilder out because let me put it this way. Oh. He hurt Wilder very early in that fight, and it took him like another six rounds to get him out of there. Right? So if he doesn't hurt him early that way, we don't really know exactly how the fight in this totality transpires, right? So – if they fight again, and this time it's Wilder that catches him and hurts him, we really don't know, you know how that fight can go. So don't count Wilder out. And if he wins, boy, will he be even bigger than he was before he lost. Or or if he would have won the second fight to begin with. Okay, I, I will say that, man. As far as Fury, dude, Fury has never been a consistent fighter. I don't know if people know this. Fury has never like, ever, won a belt, and I'm, you know, you, you can count the Lino if you want, that's cool, but what I mean is he's never won a title and defended it, and I have to question that. Like, I just have to, all right? And that's another thing I want people to think about. When have you seen Fury just back to back to back? In this case, it would have to be <coughs> Wilder, Joshua, Joshua. Do you really think he's going to be focused 100% and come in at his very best and stay away from what appears to be a very severe pattern of his past for three straight fights, three straight prize fights, he's going to lose one of those, bro. Like, he's not going to come or, or, or he'll just pull out. You know, the thing what I like about Tyson so far, what I've been watching and witnessing, is that he's staying in fighting shape. That's something that he struggled with. Okay. Um, yep. He looks like, honestly, he's living like a king of 
of a, of, a, of a guy that wants to be a champion, the heavyweight champion of the world. Not to say that Deontay Wilder is still, I mean, we, with just that one loss, people have written him off, <clears throat> you know. Mm-hmm. And um, my concern is, is always looking ahead. Great, great fighters try to stay at the moment of what's happening. Because at any given day, they could lose, you know. But also, saying that he could lose one of these matches, absolutely, you know. And I expect him to lose one of these matches, you know. Um, it all depends on how he looks in the rematch, in the third rubber match against Deontay Wilder. Did he train for that one? Did he, was he focused on him? Because that could say a lot. But it could bring him into the motivation to fight AJ, you know. And... <clears throat> AJ is a different specimen. He doesn't fight like Wilder. He's going to have to make different adjustments. And, uh, you know, AJ is a big puncher still. And more traditionally, he's going to, you know, stick his jab in the face of Tyson Fury. It's really up to Wilder right now to be the, the upset of this Apple card that's happening or this negotiation. If anything, this should really piss off Wilder and get him into skin to motivate him even more. He's kind of just like, yeah, after this match, I just got to smash this dude's face, and I got to move forward. I'm going to fight, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua. Now, right. does it hurt the pay-per-view numbers? This was asked in the chat room. Uh, where is it at? Who asked, who asked this here? Uh, not, um, I don't know, man. That's a good question. You know, but here, here's the thing. I I really hurts the third match because the way Wilder was knocked out, I think honestly the third match is going to be sold by the hardcore fans. You know, I don't think it's going to do very well. And I think that's why top rank <clears throat> looked ahead. That's their motive is to look ahead. Make sure there's something set more that they can sell, which is going to be for next year. You know, Wilder, they have to – they have to uh, – obligate and honor the contract that they signed with, with Deontay Wilder. So that's what they're going forward with. I think in all honesty, they would have had to have scratched that fight off, that rubber match off, and then move on. They would have liked to fight AJ and then anybody else after that and maybe come back before Tyson Fury decides to uh, retire to fight Wilder. You know, but this is, what, this is what's been drawn up, and this is what they're honoring, and this is what they're moving forward with, you know. So they're, in my opinion, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're doing their part as a promoter, which is rightfully what they're supposed to do, to make sure that their fighter gets the most money of what they signed on with, and that's what they're doing. So they got the AJ, but again, it leaves of motivation. You know, um, are they look, is, is Tyson Fury looking ahead? I don't know. What I've seen him, he looks like he's very focused, uh, looks good. But at the same time, you know, Wilder, in my opinion, is still a very dangerous heavyweight. I haven't ridden him off. I think there's some faith I have left with him because the fact is that he's a very limited guy. But damn, it's hard to deny his punching power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, can't, you can't deny the punching power. You know what I mean? And here's what we know. that We know he could hurt Fury. He's dropped him twice before. 
You know, so it's not this impossible thing that can happen. Uh, he didn't put him out, but 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 we know it's you know if if one of those shots were landed a little sweeter, he might have knocked him out. We don't even get a rematch. So I, I I'm looking forward to the third fight. I do disagree that it's not going to sell. Maybe not as much as the second fight, but I think it'll do pretty decent right. in terms of what it will sell. If Wilder wins, that'll be huge. It's a heavyweight fight. It's a heavyweight fight, yeah. and both fights were good. Both fights delivered. Yes. I think it's going to do well. But it's definitely not going to do well in, in terms of what the second one did. I, I agree with that. I don't think that's going to be a huge ticket Do seller. you agree that if Wilder wins, that'll be big for him? Oh, dude, that'd be massive. Yep. That's massive for him. Because he comes back, like you had just mentioned earlier, America – I think in general, boxing fans love the underdog story. You know, this guy has got a great story. Comes off the canvas. People wrote him off. They, they, he was later considered the lost hope for American heavyweights, but gets himself back in the mix by stopping his conqueror. That's just, that's a story within himself. That's the type of stuff they only make movies about, right? Like Clever Lang, Rocky. They, like it's just like uh, if that happens, that would be amazing. Yeah. If that happens, Wilder, forget the KOs because people try to like they they try to put that in your face. The highest KOs, you know, in, in heavyweight history. Da 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 da. That that's really hard for me to sell to anybody, you know, but. Being knocked out, coming back, knocking out a guy that obviously has a better boxing pedigree than you, where you've been mentioned as the limited heavyweight with power, being able to do that, that, that to me puts you right there in the books in boxing history. Right in those books. Let me just say this really quick. Go ahead. Really quick, so I think what people get, people will be very surprised, and I would just tell people to do this. Uh, go to YouTube and search Deontay Wilder Olympics. And, dude, I think most people wouldn't even believe their eyes. It's, he looked better boxing in the Olympics than did as a pro, right? I do, I do mm. believe that he fell in love, and how could he not, by the way? You know, I've always said uh, power in boxing is like it's magnetic to the steel of our desires. You know what I mean? Like, it's... We fell, we fall in love with power like we do women. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm sure he fell in love with it. I'm sure he, like, every time I hit him with his right hand, he goes down. Why should I do anything else? Right? But he could box, bro. Like, I think people, I mean, you know, he can definitely box in there. And you I know, think that there's good jab. adjustments he can make. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good jab. When, when he stays composed yeah. and he puts his one-twos together, he's dangerous. The problem with, with Wilder is him settling down. But here's the thing, mm-hmm. though. With Tyson Fury, what we saw with Tyson Fury is that he was the second round, the second time around in the rematch, he was trying to <clears throat> be that calm storm. And, and Tyson jumped on him immediately, started coming forward. Mm-hmm. He broke the rhythm of the guy that has no rhythm in terms of, of, a, you know, of a traditional boxer. So I think what... what Fury, I mean, what, what a Wilder needs to do is learn how to incorporate everything he has, okay? 
Did he fall in love with his punching power? Absolutely, because it's bailed him out numerous times. Yeah. It's bailed his ass out of fights, you know? But he's now got to go back and look at what happened. Like, for instance, the tellings that he did that made Fury counterpunch or hold back before stepping in, which would be the right hand when he's about to drop it, which my co-host from Leaving the Ring, uh, um, uh, 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 um, Jesus Christ, I wish he went blank right now. He mentioned he drops it down to his nipple nipple before he shoots it. He's got to go back and fix those little things, tweak them, and make it more difficult for Tyson Fury to read them. You know, here, here's, the, here's the upside for Wilder right now. And people are going to be like, what? The upside, the upside for Wilder right now is, one, he's got the motivation to come back because everybody's written him off. Two is now is because the fact that Tyson Fury has signed on to fight AJ after they fight, could be possibly he's looking past them, that should be even more added motivation. But three is that Tyson Fury is going to probably come back with the same game plan or revert to what he did in the first match. So you will have two game plans you can look at, two game plans you could study, you and your team, and you can make your adjustments. Because now he's got to wait on what you're going to do. See, he did his homework for the rematch. He went back and he got the perfect team, the Clark team, to watch everything that you did and all the mistakes that they could capitalize on, and they did their homework. They drew up a chalkboard, and they wrote down all the, 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 the cons of what you do in your style. Now it's your turn to show that you're much more than just a power puncher. You have some intelligence when it comes to boxing. Because right now I people mean, think he's just wrong, wrong, but... The- Coach never did, did he knock out Spilka with like a hook? Uh, the he water? knocked out who? Uh, Spilka? Yeah, I think so. Like a big loop. Yeah, so one. like, I mean, he's got like, where's the hook? Like, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like there's more to his arsenal. Even if he doesn't win, where even if he puts up a better fight, if it ends by decision, but you win five rounds, you know, he could still come out, you know, out, you know, lo- looking better than he did in the second fight. Yeah. He can definitely make a statement. You know, I mean, he definitely can add to his arsenal, but he's never had to really use it, though, D. That's the problem. He's used it because, uh, um, you know, I mean, he's used certain things. I mean, what we need to burn that jab. It's beautiful. But after that, yep. he, lets, he lets his emotions, like, really take over, and that's been his uh, downfall. And, and Tyson Fury and them knew that. They knew that. His emotions is the telling of his style. He, you could read the guy. And a good boxer, that's what they depend on. The small ticks that you're going to present in that ring, they depend on those small things. Lomachenko was phenomenal by doing it, where he throws his little pity pat shots to see where your arm's going to move or how you move. If you're going to pivot to your right, going to pivot to your left, do you dip your chin? They look for all these things. Great fighters, great boxers look for all these little ticks that you have so that they know what they're going to do next. Yeah. <clears throat> and, yeah, putting the weight was a mistake. You know, I agree with you. Anyways, anyways, everybody, I want to thank everybody that tuned in and, and um, listened to the show. 
Uh, it'll be back up in the archives and in the podcast. It'll be up on here on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that notification bell so that you know when we go on live here. Um, I'm going to be on today, later on today. What time are we going on? Are we going to California time or, or, or Texas time? <laughs> It'll be uh, it's going to be 7 p.m. I guess that's all I have to say. 7 p.m. right there. <laughs> that's 7, 7 p.m. Pacific. Here uh, at Style right. Channel. If you haven't went over there and subscribed yet, go ahead and do. We've got some great content. We put on the Hispanics Causing Panics uh, show that airs every Wednesday. It will be today at 7 p.m. We air it on the podcast of the Leaving Ring uh, Network platform. Again, guys, I appreciate everybody that comes through, chops it up with us here on Boxing, that call in and hits up on the uh, chat room. I got to head my ass to work because I got to go make my money. If I'm going to keep paying for fucking mismatches in boxing, this is what I got to do for a living. For all of my homeboys out there that are blue collars like myself, hey, remember, don't wear your shirt that has a big S because we're suckers. We're suckers to this sport. Thank you. <laughs> so you go work and you keep your mouth shut and you take those mismatches. I know. Keep your head down. Nobody asks you for your opinion, Dave. Jesus. How dare you point shit out about our sport? Be happy. Be happy with it. I know, right? I should be happy with it. I am happy with it. If I wasn't happy with it, I wouldn't be here. If I didn't love you, Boxer, right. I wouldn't mention all the stupid shit you do. Isn't that what everybody's old lady says? <laughs> if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't put up with the shit you do. Style. <laughs> Man, it, it does sound like we're in an abusive relationship with the sport, but <laughs> hey, when you love it, you love it, right? Oh, boxing Boxing wears a white tee, tank top, and just batters us up. Batters us up, dude. Once in a while, it shows us just how much it loves us, and we just forgive it. You know what I mean? I know. Somebody slap me when I start sounding like Chris Mannix defending the zone or all the, any of these other guys like Timothy Bradley, you know, uh, cheerleading and becoming an infomercial. Please slap me. I give you permission. Or, or just buy me a 12-pack. I'll go right back to the old Dave. Don't worry. Anyways, I'm your host, Dave Duenas, here on Leaving the Ring. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, if you don't agree with me, no problem. Hit me up. Let me know uh, at our leavingaringgmail.com. Uh, you can always send me some, um, or you can go to the podcast, uh, you know, uh, the iTunes, and you could rate it. You could put on there. There's this one guy that comes every fucking month and changes his name to tell me how much he hates me and uh, how biased I am. Gee, that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a straight Canelo writer. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> uh, I think you confused me for G-Funk With that big old shirt That mellow power <laughs> There you go guys You guys take care man <clears throat> I can't wait for today's show I can't wait to hear G-Funk <clears throat> ah, <clears throat> ah. There you go Dave Duenas signing out <laughs>